Welcome to the Rise and Search podcast. I'm your host, David Lovejoy, inviting you on an exploration of the global business landscape. Join me as we discover insights from world-class professionals. We have Cyrus Johnson and Trey Scott of Johnson & Scott with us today. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Could you please introduce yourself to the audience? I'm Cyrus Johnson. I'm one of the owners of Johnson & Scott. It's a clothing brand and I do more like the website building, some of the marketing aspects of it, and just like the growth of the business and scaling it up. And I'm Trey Scott. I'm another owner of Johnson & Scott. I do more of the creative side. So like the designs, figuring out like the styles of clothing, like running our socials, like setting up the aesthetic for that, stuff like that, the more creative side. And have you just graduated school? I will be a senior at Mizzou. We should be graduating in the spring. And then Cyrus. Yeah, so I graduated last year. So now I'm just working on Johnson & Scott, a few other hustles, and a consulting gig right now. Cool. What's the consulting gig entail? The consulting gig I do, I basically help like other startups you know, try to scale their businesses. So I help them on marketing, business administration, basically get some like systems in order to just help their whole like everyday business go a lot more smoothly. Sounds like a win-win because you probably get exposed to some different scenarios that you can then use in Johnson & Scott. Oh, no, it definitely is a win-win. And like one of the consulting gigs I have right now is for an accounting and tax firm. So I've been learning a lot more in the accounting field that I never thought I would know. So it's been super helpful to bring back some information like that to Johnson & Scott to help with our own books. So how did you gentlemen meet each other? I would say we've been like almost childhood friends. We met in middle school, but we really started becoming friends in high school. And we like we took some some classes together. We took this one class called Tech. And we basically just like we built all like the stages for the musicals, the plays that are happening at our high school. We would sneak off and go like sit in the very back of the auditorium and just play like games on our phones and like talk to each other about like future ideas we have, like what we want to do. Trey would always talk to me about like these new clothes he wants or new shoes he wants. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of shoes. So I would uh, try and teach him about the new shoes that were coming out or like different uh, styles and stuff like that. Too. Yes. We took a class together. I think it was our junior year, but it was an entrepreneurship class. And we really just, our friendship really formed there because that's where the whole idea of Johnson and Scott came because, you know, I saw how much Trey really loved clothes, how much I really wanted to have a business. And we started really just like brainstorming together and coming up with a plan. And for our project for this class, we had to come up with a business plan for Johnson and Scott. And I mean, that's kind of how like our friendship kind of got together, had the idea of it. And then we used to go play basketball all the time together. And we used to just talk about the idea of Johnson and Scott. And we finally just made it a thing after I graduated college. Nice. You might have heard this adage or saying I've, I've heard often, like don't mix family and business or don't mix friendship and business. And yet some of the most successful businesses are started just like that. So what are your thoughts regarding that? So I would say it definitely just depends from person to person because I can see where people come from, like if people have those type of conflicts, but we kind of built our friendship not just around the business, but we kind of like incorporated, had intentions like, oh, let's uh, see if we can build a business together. And then we kind of have personalities that work well together since Cyrus is like 
more on like the uh, analytical side and then I'm like more on the creative it kind of just like blends in like on our like daily operations the way we work and everything having a business together in this scenario has made us better for it seems like it yeah that's nice to hear so could you describe like how this Johnson and Scott business like actually started? Was it an idea you're like kind of kicking around while you're playing basketball? And then like, could you just walk us through the early days? Yeah. So the original Johnson and Scott, I still have the presentation from the entrepreneurship class. Is that the tech one that Cyrus mentioned? So that one was another one where we just like had a lot of fun in. Okay. We took like an actual entrepreneurship class that gave us all the like basics how to like do startups, stuff like that. And this project was like our final project. So we had to like put everything together. So we came up with Johnson and Scott in there. Like we wanted to do, they said, uh, pick a location, pick a type of business. So we just, we really love clothing. I had like been doing graphic design. So we had just always like had the store like we had a store in mind from that project so we had to um, just like build it from there okay that's interesting there's there's a few avenues i want to explore with you but maybe we'll stick with that store concept and cyrus i'll, I'll come over to you and maybe we'll come back to trey if he has something to add but when you're thinking about your company are you thinking of it as a brick and mortar first or online first do you have a dream of having like both i'm just curious like what's your vision for johnson and scott within the next few years yeah. So the dream is to definitely have both. We do a lot of online right now. We are in the Mizzou store and we're also looking at other avenues right now to sell our clothes in other stores, but we definitely would like to have both. And we're, we've been looking at some buildings in Columbia, Missouri, where we are originally from and opening up our first location there. And then maybe, you know, expanding out and putting in some other places. Nice. So Trey, what does it look like when you have a product that you want to have sold in a store? Do you just like walk in and say, hey, could I talk to the manager? What does that look like? So for the Mizzou store, it was really like a lot of just finding out like who does what and like who to talk to. Once we knew that we had like a product that was good, would fit like in there, I just went up to those people that we needed to talk to. Like I made like a full like business proposal. I think it was like six or seven pages of just like different information of how our product would interact with the people, like what we've sold, how the stuff we've sold was to the same type of market that they would be selling to. So like it started with like one of my friends from a club. So I noticed they have student brands in the store. Do you know how people would have got in there? And that started a chain of like me getting in contact with people. It's all about networking, all about networking. Tell me about it. It's all about the people at the end of the day. Yep. What have been some of the challenges that you've faced so far? So one issue we have is because we are a startup and I would still say we are a startup, inventory is definitely an issue for us. And the only reason I say that is because like we'll go to these events and we'll sell out of all our clothes by the end of the event. And then we're like, oh, well, now we don't have any more clothes. We have to we have to get more. And then so we're just like having people or like we have other events we can go to, but we have to cancel them because it's like, well, we don't have the inventory for that one now because we just we just keep selling out. So we're we're right now we're solving the issue of, you know, we're, we have a lot more money to get inventory. And we're at that position now where we shouldn't really have an inventory issue. Definitely in the beginning stages, that was really hard just definitely the inventory control. 
I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes. So I'm just asking out of curiosity here. I was interviewing another gentleman a few months back who talked about this one company where the person was taking orders and then using that cash to then go make the product. Is it possible that you could do something similar? Yeah. So we do that for some of our orders. Yes. But when we go to like events and we're supposed to already have like a stockpile of clothes there with us, we sell out so fast. And then it's all like, oh, well, we sold out for like all the events we were already planning ahead to like two weeks in advance. I see. And I could see how part of the like attraction for that particular type of sale would be the immediacy that you can just wear the clothes right away instead of like, I can wear them in, in two weeks or a month or however long. By the way, how long does it take to, to make clothing? Like from design to putting it on, your putting it on. How, how long is that process? So as far as designs, designs will just take me like, like a sporadic amount of time. Like I'll, I'll sit down and do designs like for a full night. And then it'll be just like a round of ideas. And then just like throughout the time, I'll like refine them and then like finally decide like what we want to drop. And then for the most part, we have like our clothes ready to be like printed on and like ready to be sold. So once we have like the designs ready, we get the clothes printed and shipped in about one and a half to two weeks, just depending on what it is, our shorts which are like some of our more popular items take a little bit, uh, they're a little bit quicker. So just depending on the items, it kind of makes the process a little bit shorter or longer. Yeah, that's faster than I expected. Maybe that's the benefit of working locally. Like you're not waiting for it to be shipped halfway around the world. No, this is true, but we did open up internationally now and we have been getting a lot of orders from like Asia and Thailand and stuff like that. Wow, cool. So that's been fun. We've been having actually a lot of people on our store from Germany. Do you think you'll start traveling? Like start doing some of these events in person in other countries? I would love to. That's why I'm so excited for this festival we might be throwing because I would love to like go travel like all over America and like go do a bunch of events and sell clothes at these events and meet our customers in person. Yeah. And then also just be able to travel the world because there's like one place we really want to start doing one event is Sneaker Con. And I mean, they have events in Japan and just all over. And I mean, it would just be so fun to go over there and just go try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think your future looks bright. So I'm sure someday that'll happen. So like Trey, back to you. I'm just curious about the design process. It seems like your most designs start with you. I'm, I'm sure Cyrus contributes as well. To, but I'm curious, like, do you have disagreements sometimes? Like, it's like, no, that's not good. Do you, like, do you have any arguments over like your concept, your, your vision of a particular design? I'm just curious about the creative process between two entrepreneurs. I feel like for the most part, Cyrus definitely lets me like control the design kind of like sees my vision that's like one of the like the things like we've developed like a trust in like each other's roles i'll definitely like run stuff by him and like even if he doesn't like it he'll like still be super nice about it but we'll talk about like the sales potential too like as far as designs we release just like clothes that we really love and like clothes that have like a positive message if it's like a color choice or like something like that I'll definitely like run it by him and he'll give me like a good solid answer on like what he's thinking. Do you anything to add to that, Cyrus? Yeah, I mean, on the designing part, like I trust Trey's 
creativity. Like he definitely has the vision for the business and he does a great job with that. I mean, sometimes it might just be like, oh, I think we should do it on this color or like with an upcycle thing, I'll give him like some of my suggestions or something like that. Other than that, like we really don't argue that much. I mean, sometimes when we're talking about marketing or something like that, we might have some two different opinions. But other than that, like there's really like we're pretty much on the same page because we have such an open conversation and we're talking about it. And like we let we let both of us have you know, are saying what we think should happen. And we both kind of just understand like Trey definitely has more of the creativity spirit into the business and kind of knows where that direction needs to go. I think you both touched on it. Trust being really important when you're in, in a partnership. That's great to see that you have that. So Trey, could you talk to me? Like what's one of the longest like designs? Like what's the longest it, it's taken you? I'm just curious. You said sporadics. I, some, I imagine inspiration comes to you in like 10 minutes. It's like, I want this. Do some take like days to kind of come up with? When I try to make designs, I try to like make them perfect on the first try. I'll try like just keep refining it until like it's really ready. I feel like as far as the longest it's taken, I don't really like measure like some designs will take like months to take because I'll start them and then I'll work on something different and then like I'll go back to it and then we'll release it or like I'm really like like I said sporadic about it. Yeah. I like personally, when I visited your website, one that stood out to me was the flower head piece. Could you talk about the inspiration for that? As far as like that graphic, flowers, like design, we incorporate a lot of that into just our like design themes. And I've just always been into like gardening, like been all around like plants and stuff, been like into nature and stuff like that. So when I made that design, I like wanted to like, make like a easily identifiable thing that would show like somebody that loves that type of energy. And I wanted to like work with the cool colors of flowers and stuff like that. So that's kind of where that one came from. I think I've always had kind of a respect for entrepreneurs, but I have even more of a more profound respect for entrepreneurs now that I'm involved in the game and see how challenging it can be. I think of People like you as captains of ships, you know, pioneers going out and discovering new things, new lessons, et cetera. Now that you've you've got some traction, some lessons learned, looking back, is there anything that you would have done differently? Now, this is speaking to those entrepreneurs out there that are maybe a year behind you thinking about starting or something. Is there is there anything you would say to them? As far as going back, I would say just start earlier, like just jump into it. Even if you have to, like, I know financials always play a role, but even if you have to take like the small steps, jump into it and like, just like get a feel for like what you want to do from any small point that you can do and then refine and like get better. Make sure you have goals that you want to hit, like when you're getting better. But I would say just like start earlier. Definitely. I would say don't hesitate. I mean, you're going to fail. And like in my own things that I own that I do, I don't believe in failure. I believe in learning experiences. So like, don't let the idea of failing stop you from doing what you want to do. Cause I feel like when I talk to even other entrepreneurs or like people that want to start a business or like, well, I really wanted to do this, but I, you know, I don't have the finance to it. Or I don't think I can get the market for it. Well, if you've already talked to some people about your idea and they love the idea already, like why not just go ahead and try, even if it's at a small scale. Cause I mean, if it does hook, you know, that would be amazing. You could have a really successful business. So, I mean, one thing that I remember I was talking to Trey about one time I read a bit at an event was like, Hey, I think it would have been awesome. If we started this back when we were in high school, like we didn't wait four years. 
the other thing I was going to say, and this is just like a general thing too, like this doesn't even for anybody in Johnson Scott, it doesn't really matter, but like funding, when you're trying to get an investor, sometimes just make sure like you actually find somebody that's going to bring value to your company. And that's actually going to help you, especially if you're like very small and you need help because you just don't want somebody that has like, you know, 10 grand that could, that they can give you, which that could help your business. But if they don't bring any value or any expertise to actually help you move forward and like someone that's like a mentor to you, you're going to be in a hard position probably. And you don't want an investor that doesn't really do a whole lot. Sound advice. I've recently been learning about search funds, which are basically instead of starting your own company, like you gentlemen have done, you go to a pool of investors to be your mentors and they back you to buy and operate a company. It's almost like you would go take over instead of starting Johnson and Scott, you would go take over a smaller, medium-sized clothing company and you'd have kind of people showing you the ropes. So maybe if you don't have operations or finance background, you strategically look for investors that have that, or at least have a network that brings that. So, but it sounds like you're aware of that and you're kind of building that in to your mentorship. I'd like to, that was actually another question I wanted to ask you, like, do you have formal mentors or informal mentorship? What does that look like? For me personally, I have a bunch of mentors. I definitely believe that you should learn from somebody that already has kind of went like through the process. So maybe that, you know, some of my mentors haven't like, you know, made their own clothing brands, but you know, they've made fantastic movies or, you know, they've just done some incredible stuff. And I always love just picking their brains and just trying to figure it out. Cause like advice is huge. Mentorship is huge. I mean, that could change your whole business from just, you know, actually getting insight from somebody that's already, you know, where you want to be. One thing I'm doing is like taking a lot of mentorship from being in Mizzou right now. My degree is actually textile and apparel management. I had switched it from a different like nutrition degree. And like once, like I switched it pretty much for Johnson and Scott to uh, like learn like the I'm in on the retail side. So I'm really like learning like what goes into retail sales how to like set up in store, communicate with like manufacturers. And I'm learning all that different type of stuff. And then the Mizzou has such a good TAM program that I'm making really good connections with like my teachers and stuff like that, that have been in the clothing industry. So that helps with connections on that side. Yeah, that's good to hear. I would probably add in my own experience as well, when you're doing something like experimenting and to your point, Cyrus failing, that's where a lot of the learning is. But then when you're in class, it really makes, it's almost like fertile soil. Like you're really ready to get, like, get the lessons or like ask the teacher or professor specific questions that you can implement right away rather than like theorizing and just doing like tests and reading books and waiting until you're quote unquote perfect. Could you talk, Trey, about, I think you mentioned briefly, like right before we started recording that the process for making like the, the clothes, like how do you choose your vendors or how do you choose your, the people that you work with? So that was like one of like our most important things. We really care about quality clothing, making sure like it gets to people, making sure like nothing's messed up or anything. So when we first started, we tested out like a few different manufacturers and like we had like multiple manufacturers that sent us half the orders weren't up to standard or stuff like that. So we made sure like when we like before we even like officially launched our first thing, we made sure that we had tested them and made sure that like everything was coming on time and made sure like that people were getting everything because like 
it's really our names behind it. So it's like people supporting us. So like we wanted to make sure like we have that foundation. So it was just like a really important, like that was something we really did in the beginning, making sure our manufacturers were solid. We made sure would talk to them directly, like FaceTime to them. And like, they actually like showed us around factory that like where the stuff was being made and their stock and everything. We try to like build as much trust with them as we can because like we want our customers to have trust in us kind of thing. What are some of your highlights so far? Man, some of my highlights, definitely getting to the Mizzou store. That was awesome. I love that we give back to, you know, artists and stuff like that and, you know, helping them out. I really love that. And one thing I really, and this is a personal story for me, we have a shirt on the website that says like, love yourself as much as I love you. We do like a lot of positive messaging, like all of our shirts, you know, more upbeat, positive, but I love wearing that shirt because like anytime I ever see anybody or like I'm walking in the store, someone's always like, oh, wow, that really helped me. Like, I love that. And I remember this one time I was with my fiance and we were eating uh, outside in the patio at a restaurant. And this guy like got up, came over, asked for a hug because he was like, oh, wow, I really needed this shirt. Like I was I was really going through a difficult time. This spoke to me. And then like the waitress was like, "Whoa, what's going on? Then she read my shirt and she was like, oh, wow, I actually need that as well. So it's like that type of stuff, the little things that we do and like the messaging on our shirts and like how much it can actually help somebody. It's something I love. And I love when people like take up our shirts in an event and they're like, wow, the quality's so good. Like, this is fantastic. Like, I just, I love hearing all that positive, you know, messaging back about like how great our stuff is and like how, how like everything can help them. So those are just some of the highlights that I've had. Nice. Seeing people like come up to us, giving us really appreciating the clothes. I had somebody in Kansas City, they were like, oh, I can really tell. Like, you must have went to school for this. Like, they said something like that. So it's like, they can really tell that like, we're like really wanting to like put work into this and that we've really tried our best and like to give like a really solid product. And then we've been able to like travel to like different places. Like I had never been to Dallas, Texas. And like, we went out there, like with JNS, we got like a bunch of like love and praise out there. And like, it's just like so fulfilling because I've always, even before necessarily meeting Cyrus, I've always like been into shoes and then like clothing to go with it. So I've always like wanted to have like a, like a clothing brand. And like, I wanted to see people like wear the stuff. So it's like, we're basically like living our dreams and like being able to like say that we did that in dallas and we did that in oklahoma just like we're selling like really good at these pop-up events it's like such a like fulfilling and like heartwarming feeling i'd say that's great to hear have you thought about doing like collabs with other artists yeah so that's actually one of our big things we have a few shirts with a couple kansas city based artists Nice. One of his artwork was like also featured on the kansas city streetcar out there he was one of uh, my longtime friends. His name is uh, Half Moon Studios. He paints a bunch of stuff out there. So we got to work with him. And like what Cyrus was saying, for every shirt that we sell, he also gets like a portion of the proceeds. So like he's also kind of got like a little second income. And that's like something we've been like blessed to do with these different artists that we're working with. So that's like been really fulfilling as well. 
So you mentioned a couple of things that you're looking forward to and that might be on the horizon, but I was also curious, like, what are your goals? Do you see yourselves doing a shoe someday or a, a line of shoes? Do you see yourselves being global? Is this the last job you're going to, you're going to work? Are you thinking of like selling? I, I'm just curious, but what are your plans like five, 10 years from now? So we definitely want to get at least like one storefront. So we can like really like, like we said about the collaborations, uh-huh. we want to like really be able to like tell a story with our collaborations. Like we did like a farmer's market collab. So we want like a theme collab. So we wanted, if we had a store, we would bring like farmer's market, like themed items. We just like want to have a definite place to like bring people to. And then we love traveling to all these different places, like meeting all these different people at pop-ups. So I would say like, at least one store and then hopefully like many more down the road type of thing. As far as the shoes, I do have like a little, like a little design in the works, but those are a long time down the road, but I do have like the design already, already drawn up and ready to go, but I want them to be perfect. So sure. that might be a little, a little ways down the road. So, yeah, I mean, for like some short term goals, and I'm saying like five years, I mean, sure. definitely Trey's been doing really good with like those shoe designs. We're hoping to drop those. We've been going to some like KC fashion shows and we're vendoring there. We want to kind of be part of like the fashion scene, keep traveling. I think some of our next goals is definitely going to New York and Chicago. But yeah, I mean, those are kind of more the short term goals. I don't know if we've really talked about selling the company like long term, but you know, if the opportunity ever arises, you never know. I think most things usually always have a little bit of a price tag on it. So we'd have to discuss that if that ever came about. It seems like you're living the dream for the time being. And it's exciting to to see your you know friendship bloom and your your company grow and your travels and you know, best of luck to both of you. Yeah, thanks for having us and you know, letting giving us the opportunity to be on your podcast. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to highlight that we didn't get to touch on? We'll have the link to the uh, website in the show notes. Just be on the lookout. We've got some more drops coming. Definitely some uh, hoodies and crewnecks for the fall. We'll be doing like a little game day pop up at Mizzou in Columbia with uh, some of the stuff there. And then we're just we host our like upcoming events on our Instagram, just Johnson and Scott. So like, that's where you'll see like all the different stuff will be as well. Nice. So people should go to Johnson and Scott to keep up to date. Any other social handles they should check? Our Instagram is going to be the the main one where we'll like push and like showcase a lot of the items. Okay. Best of luck to both of you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Search podcast. I hope that our conversation has sparked some new ideas and given you valuable insights that you can carry forward in your own journey. Until next time, eyes on the horizon.